Money FM 89.3. Best of drive time. It is now time to delve deeper and look at those market numbers on Market View. And for that, it's over to you, Tian Tian. Okay, so first a quick recap of how we started the day. Singapore stocks rose in early trade today. The STI was up 0.1% to 3,265 points in early trade, some 204 million securities changed hands. But let's take a look at the closing numbers. The benchmark STI ended 0.23% in the red close down at 3,255 points. In terms of value turnover, we are looking at 1.39 billion Sing dollars. Gainers outnumbered losers, though, at 323 gainers versus 236 losers. Top advances for today, New Incorporation, JMHUSD and JK Go, and top decliners, DBS, SETS and OCBC. Now, in terms of companies to watch, we have Malaysian hospital group IHH Healthcare. The group announced yesterday a 58% year-on-year drop in net profit for 4Q ended December, despite higher revenue here. Another company we are tracking is Investment Hold company Jardin Cycle and Carriage reported yesterday as well a 42% on-year fall and net profit for the second half ended December. Now lots to watch and joining us on the line is Jeff Ng, Senior Currency Analyst at MUFG. Well Jeff, welcome to the show. Hi, good evening. Thanks for having me. And great to have you on as well, Jeff. Let's start with the Singapore stock market as usual. How did the STI fare today? Well, for today's session, it looked like the STI didn't uh, really pick up the positive momentum that was seen in the China-Hong Kong markets. I think we, we saw that it was slightly down. Uh, but I think it was also looked like quite a divisive uh, performance right, with some uh, more, more gainers compared to uh, losers. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I think overall conclusion I can take away from this is that uh, despite the, the positivity from uh, China-Hong Kong markets and perhaps uh, some of uh, the Asian markets, but we didn't see that upside for Singapore stocks. Jeff, without mentioning uh, any particular companies, you don't have to, uh, what are the biggest movers today? Well, it looks like sectorally we saw some uh, positive for industrials. I think they, they look fairly supported by uh, positive data that was uh, coming out from uh, China. We saw that uh, some of the services, uh, particularly like the financial services uh, uh, names, I think they they were slightly in the red. I think they didn't really benefit from 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 the China story, but perhaps uh, still, I think perhaps uh, some some concern about the global economy and the, perhaps the in- impact of a high interest rates on on the real economy. Right, we're also seeing the performance of some companies in the offshore and marine sector hot stocks for today as well, right? Anything to add on this note, Jeff? Well, I think for the you know, uh, the manufacturing sector as well as for some of the offshore marine uh, sector. Mm. It looks like a tail of uh, two half. I think in the first half of the year, it looks like uh, this uh, sector is likely to be dampened by the still sluggish uh, growth in the major economies, including China. Mm. But I think what we are expecting is that uh, some improvement by the second half, uh, perhaps rebounding from very uh, poor levels uh, as uh, the, the sector starts to pick up uh, as China I start to see some uh, significant uh, recovery. But nonetheless, right. I think um, it's still likely to be fairly balanced uh, by the slowing global economy. Right, and Jeff, we have some uh, recent results from a number of private healthcare providers of late. How do you think Singapore's healthcare industry fare so far? Um, I mean, turning to a bit more on the macro perspective, I think what we also saw was uh, long term, we continue to have a focus on uh, healthcare. I mean, like the budget uh, 2023 that was uh, 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 recently announced, and we also had uh, quite a number of, uh, um, you know, uh, the discussions about the budget 2023 subsequently. Mm. Uh, and I think 
going forward, it's, it still looks like healthcare is going to be, you know, the the the, the sector uh, that's likely to to be in in the long term. Uh, given that you know, um, this is a sector that's uh, not susceptible to economic cycles. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. it's uh, something that's uh, much needed uh, in an aging population. Mm. And at, at the same time, I think we also see that uh, with uh, the normalization of economic activity. I think uh, the the healthcare tourism also likely pick up as as well. I think that's likely to be a, a further support uh, to to this uh, sector, and especially when uh, some of the externally oriented sectors like manufacturing continues to be relatively restrained. Uh, this uh, domestic oriented services uh, should still be the the sector to be quite buoyant in. If you're just tuning in, we're now in conversation with Jeff Ng, Senior Currency Analyst at MUFG. Well, uh, Jeff, we have had a number of palm oil producers uh, reporting their results in recent days. Golden Agri Resources was one of them, and we have First Resources and Indonesia's uh, Burmi Tama Agri as well. So on the whole, how did you think the commodity sectors or companies in the edible oil industry fed? I think for now, uh, perhaps uh, slightly dampened by the fact that commodity prices uh, have been uh, falling. I think what we observed was that uh, the commodity prices uh, peaked in the first half of uh, 2022. Uh, but at the same time, uh, they have uh, been uh, stabilizing and, and uh, that, uh, you know ca- coming off uh, from the, the previous highs after the, the concerns on the Russia-Ukraine uh, war and, and also on the supply chain concerns started to, to fade. I think near-term uh, commodity prices could be still dampened by the fact that uh, the global economy is still undergoing a slowdown and there's still, still some demand uh, concerns that may weigh down on the prices. I think what we an- anticipate here is that commodity prices could uh, climb uh, by the second half of, of the year. So, uh, for, like, for instance, uh, in terms of our Brent oil price, uh, price mm. outlook, we see it at above 100 uh, in, in the second half compared to below 100 in the first half. So I think that could uh, mean alongside other gains in uh, other commodity prices, it could uh, start to you know, uh, bring up the, the outlook for some of these uh, sectors uh, with by all these uh, price changes. Right. And uh, talking about headwinds facing the region, uh, Jeff, I do want to take a look at some investment holding firms reporting this week because they do have operations spreading across a number of industries here. Jardin Cycle and Carriage Straits Trading among those firms reporting. What clues can we gain from their earnings uh, on the health of major economies in the region? Yeah, I think... One general trend that we have uh, been um, sort of like uh, presenting and, and also uh, noticing is that uh, there's been a general shift mm-hmm. uh, in terms of uh, away from uh, manufacturing uh, and towards uh, services. So I think uh, this is the year where I think demand for, for services picks up because of the fact that uh, we've had quite a number of years where uh, the, the, we weren't able to lead a normal life uh, due to COVID-19. And uh, we loaded up on a lot of <laughs> gadgets, uh, perhaps uh, buying a lot of uh, yeah. Uh, durable goods uh, during mm. that period of time, uh, but I think what we are now, uh, you know, after purchasing all these uh, durable items, I think what we are looking for is the, the, the services sector. So I think mm. uh, this uh, shift in terms of uh, the, the the demand, I think, will likely shape the various uh, performances uh, of uh, the, 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 the various uh, goods and services because of of uh, the, the the changing patterns in, in the consumers. Right, Jeff. And before we let you go, let's take a look at some of the headlines around the world. China's factory activity expanded at the fastest pace since 2012 in February. To what extent was this within your expectations, though? I think, in a way, it was a bit uh, shocking to, to markets because uh. I think uh, analysts didn't expect the number to be so good and uh, perhaps uh, even they weren't expecting it to be so good so, so fast. But I think what we had was uh, you know, a, a year of very subdued growth in, in China. Last year, growth was only 3%. 
Uh, I think mm. that's uh, mirroring what the 2020 uh, China's growth was, around 2.2%. In the subsequent year, in fact, they saw 8.3% growth in uh, 2021. So if this year, if nothing goes wrong in the China economy, you could see mm. the economy grow 5 to 10%. I mean, our, our view is perhaps uh, 5%, but uh, if uh, everything goes well, we could have uh, base effects grow even higher. So I think that will likely uh, be a positive uh, to some of the uh, uh, Asia trade as well as uh, I think some of the economies that rely on uh, China uh, demand for, for goods as well as uh, the, the tourism aspect. So yeah, I think uh, it's a positive story in the light of uh, more gloomy news of higher interest rates everywhere. Right, so a bright spot there. Thanks very much, Jeff. That was Jeff Ng, Senior Currency Analyst at MUFG. Thank you very much for joining us on Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.